There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of 23 Personnel Podcast. I am your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Hey, I, I'm just here. I'm here to talk about baseball movies. I watched one. You watched everyone, one, so that's, that's, that's all you want to talk about now? Yeah, that's all that's I want to talk about. Every, everyone voted. They, they voted on the, on the Twitter. I had a poll, picked a movie for me to watch. I watched it. I'm ready to talk about it. Later. You want to do that first? Okay, no, you want to do it later. Okay. Oh, no. I was just, I don't know. It was just the first thing that popped into my head. Do you want to tell them how the sausage is being made? Should we tell them what day we're recording this in case like some crazy recruiting news comes out and we're not talking about it? <laughs> they they understand that the offseason, that, that the, we batch these bad boys. Okay. Okay. We, we won't we won't get into the specifics, but uh, this the episode you listen to right now is not recorded the night before it was released. Yeah. As, so, as usually. So as usual, we got a little, little bit of a head start. Something, so, something crazy could have happened. And we were just oblivious. We won't even talk about it tonight. Uh, you'd be like, man, I, I really wanted to hear their take on Micah Hudson. Yeah. Not talking about him today, man. Cause as of right now, as time recording, he's just an enigma, man. Does yes. he have a Twitter account? Is it active? Is it currently active? I don't know. Could be. It was earlier. Is it him wearing Aggie stuff? We don't know. Maybe. Is it him wearing Ohio State stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go back. So, I don't know. Savvy. So we went to, Savvy one, is the word. <laughs> want to talk about Florida man. Want to talk about uh, a brief ranking really quickly of the Big 12 strength of schedule. Tell you why, uh, even though we like Texas Tech schedule, it's pretty dang difficult uh talk about the interesting article that came out from bill Connolly over on espn you need to be an espn plus subscriber to see it uh but it was about fourth down analytics much like the the movie that we're gonna talk about to wrap this thing up in moneyball it's all about the data michael there it is so before we jump into that y'all know we are pleased to be a part of this taking the planes podcast content network Find all of our work over there on Staking the Plains and the places where you can find the podcasts. Gambling Gauchos, Red Raider Dugout, Dinger Derby, Seeing Scarlet, and then our fine production. You can follow us on Twitter at 23Personnel, at PuntsSuck, at Michael underscore LBK. Uh, but before we jump into football, Michael, let's talk about Florida, man, because um, they are <laughs> one. You can always find an interesting article from the state of Florida, something bad's happened. Uh, it's tough to be a f- sports fan in the state of Florida. 
just, yeah, just a, a, a very unfortunate series of events. <laughs> Florida teams have not, no, they have, they have done really well this year. Yeah. Yeah. They just Good didn't finish really well. You want to start with basketball? Yes. So the so, Heat, Miami Heat. Fantastic <laughs> season, right? They got to the NBA Finals. Hooray! Heat fans, we can finally do it without LeBron James. D-Wade. But. No cigar. They lost in the Finals. Yeah, everyone knows about that. Um, th- coming up next, I just got back from Vegas. I was there during the Stanley Cup victory parade for nice. the Las Did Vegas Golden Knights. I inadvertently went. I didn't really mean to. <laughs> Did you end up like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, it was kind Stuck. of it. We were, we were going to this restaurant area we like to go to and like, God, it's so much busier than it was, that it's been the last couple of nights. And I look outside and like, oh my gosh, it's because the streets closed down. They're having the victory parade. It's on every channel on TV. On local. <laughs> I mean, it was it was everywhere. And I, the place place we were at, Usher was playing that night. Nice. So it was a combination of, and I, I just felt for the, the people trying to go to the Usher concert. I just felt for them. They were probably like, what? We're just, there's a parade. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the concert. How the, yeah. I, I wondered, I was like, I wanted to ask them, but then I was afraid they might hit me because they had just been through hell. But I, I wanted to ask them, how did y'all actually get here? How did you make it? To this hotel in time for the Usher concert when all of Las Vegas Boulevard was closed down for a victory parade because the Panthers lost. That's where we were all coming back to. Yeah. Sorry. Well, the Golden Knights defeated the Panthers in the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, The Golden Knights also eliminated the Stars in the Western Conference finals. Sorry, Phil and Henrietta. Whatever, whatever conference. Is that how hockey works? Stars play in. I don't think so. South? South? East? That's not the East. Southeastern great album. It's one of those things where like the Dallas teams are in like every different division, like oh, the yeah. NFC East, the, the Western conference for the, for, for the, the Mavericks, the AL West, AL Rangers. West. Yeah. Is it no central what to do with Dallas? I don't know. It's, it's fine. Uh, for you, you actually had two different men's basketball teams reach the final four and they both lost <laughs> Miami and Florida Atlantic. Um, Oh, you were talking about the victory parade. Did I, have I told you about the time that I was in Italy? The like, so we, we landed, uh, this was, I was in high school. I was on this tour in the summer. It was the year it was 2006. So the 2006 world cup, we landed the night they defeated France in the World Cup finals. So that was a crazy day, right? 18 hours of flying, we land, we could do a full day of sightseeing to to try to not get super hosed by jet lag. Then everybody's going crazy because uh, Italy wins the World Cup. We have a concert like a day or two later. Nobody shows up to. It's because they were all at the victory parade. (laughs) Oh man, <laughs> we played a, we played a concert at a like very nearly empty church in Rome, not that far from the, the, the parade route. Like we could hear it during the concert. Like this sucks. <laughs> we should have, we should have concert. We should like, you couldn't really plan it any, like any differently. Cause 
we had planned this months in advance and they win the night we get there. Anyways, um, we talked, we talked about this last week. Uh, the college world series wrapped up. Florida was playing for the finals, Florida Gators. They lost, made it all the way to the finals as the number two seed. You thought they had the best chance remaining because uh, LSU defeated Wake Forest. Wake Forest was number one seed. Florida was two. Was not to be, even though Florida won game two by 20 freaking runs. It's still wild. 20 runs. They, they set offensive records that night that then LSU broke the next night. <laughs> this series kind of uh, felt like, I think I'd made this comparison before, but... Um, it kind of felt like one of those NBA playoff series, which happens every year because there's seven game series now, mm-hmm. all of them. And there's almost always one game where some team just gets outscored by 25 points in the third quarter and then they lose by 30. You know, it just makes no sense. And it was yeah. weird to have two of those games back to back in a baseball series. Yeah, for the title, too. So, and then uh, in the women's softball college world series. Those are, that's kind of redundant, right? There's not a men's softball, but the women's college world series softball side of things, Florida state made it to the, 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 the finals and they end up losing. It was the Oklahoma, right? It's down bad. Uh, Probably. Yeah. I would just, just going off of what little I know about softball. Yeah. They probably lost Oklahoma. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. 
Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. All right, let's uh, let's jump over to college football and specifically Big 12 football, because we've got 14 teams in the new Big 12, at least for 2023. Um, this was a college football news article that came out that we want to talk about. It talks about the strength of schedule and how it breaks down for all 14 teams. We're not going to go into in-depth review of every team. We'll give you like a ranking one through 14. We'll talk about Texas Tech a little bit uh, and, and give some high high leverage, not high leverage, but. Uh, high-level notes about why they're there. Um, you want to go hardest to easiest or easiest to hardest, Michael? I'm thinking easiest to hardest. Okay, easiest to hardest. Have you have you looked at the at the the list all the way through? I've glanced through a little bit. Yes. Who would you guess bottom three are? I mean, I kind of feel like. Um. Oh man. Okay. Bottom three. So the easiest schedules. Hold on. I would say Texas might be up there because they play their biggest rival on a neutral field, and they host Texas Tech. Which I'm. I mean, I know I'm sure someone, some Longhorn fans, laughing. But anyway, uh, that's true. They do. I would say that. And Texas is actually fifth hardest. Oh, okay. But they're supposed to be really good. I'd say Baylor's pretty far down there. Um, I don't think it'd be one of the new teams, but maybe. You would be wrong. That's UCF, Cincinnati, UCF. Oklahoma State in that order from easiest for Cincinnati. Oklahoma State, I should have picked. That, Oklahoma that State should have cleared like yeah, they were I, I I expected them to be lower actually. Um Cincinnati's schedule, they've got Eastern Kentucky, Pitt, and Miami, Miami University, so Ohio. Um I throw the non con. They get Oklahoma, Iowa State, Baylor, UCF, and Kansas at home. On the road, they're at BYU, at Oklahoma State, at Houston, at West Virginia. So, I still think they're going to be bad, but they could have a better schedule than their team is. Like, their results this year could be better because their schedule is so easy. UCF at 13, their non-conference includes Kent State, at Boise State, and then hosting Villanova. Then their home conference games... Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Houston. 
their road games, the rest of their conference games at Kansas State, at Kansas, at Oklahoma, at Cincinnati, and at Texas Tech. Yeah, they're not giving Texas Tech a lot of credit in these scenarios, are they? Well, Probably. Texas Tech is all about hype and momentum, and I don't think it's, it's really showed up in the rankings. These are these are based on rankings and um, all that kind of stuff. Oklahoma State, they've got the third easiest schedule. Non-conference hosting Central Arkansas at Arizona State, hosting South Alabama. They're gonna they're gonna sleepwalk through those three. Um, conference slate at home, they get Kansas State, which is gonna be a tough one. Kansas, Cincinnati, they get uh, Bedlam on November fourth into the last game of the season, and then they finish up their home series, their home schedule with BYU. They go on the road at Iowa State, at West Virginia, at UCF, and at Houston pretty favorable schedule for what could be a bad bad. Oklahoma state team, especially if we get the Alan Bowman that we all know and love comedy legend, Alan Bowman next up Baylor at was weird fourth easiest non-conference Texas state. They host Utah. They host long Island. So they don't leave uh, their first road game isn't until September 30th. So they host Texas and then go on the road at UCF back home to host Texas Tech. Then they go to Cincinnati, host Iowa State, host Houston. They get two more road games back to back at Kansas State at TCU. That's going to suck. And then back home to host West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, that, they don't play their second road game until October 21st. Yeah, was that game one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Game number seven is their second road game of the year. Yeah. I feel like this should be. Wait, so they only have four road games? One, two? They have four road games. How do they? Oh, because they have three home non-conference games, and they're on the schedule where they get... They're unbalanced home and away for conference. They have four away games this year. That's why they're also so low. Um, they do get, you know, Utah is a, a big game, but it's at home for them. All right. Next up, TCU. Utah is not a big game. They're a mid, they're a, <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're a Mac team just waiting. And they're basically Mountain West. Um, TCU coming in at number five. Hosting Colorado, hosting Nichols. Um, then they get a conference game at Houston and then come back home to host SMU. Uh, so their home schedule looks like Colorado, Nichols, SMU, West Virginia, BYU, Texas, and Baylor. So they get to split some of their toughest opponents this year, home and away, um, at Houston, at Iowa State, at Kansas State, at Texas Tech, and at Oklahoma. So even for as, as low as they are on the, the difficulty schedule scale, they get both Texas, Baylor, Kansas State. Sorry, not Baylor. Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Texas Tech. Uh, all teams that are picked to finish right at the top of the conference preseason. Um, they've got all of them on the schedule, but it's broken up pretty well. Um, Texas at home. Oh, nope. I'm just kidding. They only get of those four, 
Texas at home. Kansas State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma are all on the road for them. Next up, Oklahoma. Uh, their non-conference, they've got two home and away, Arkansas State, SMU, then they're at Tulsa, 3-0. and um, At Cincinnati, home versus Iowa State, and Dallas versus the Horns. Home versus UCF, at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, home versus West Virginia, at BYU, TCU. This honestly should be a lot lower difficulty. If, like if I'm being honest, they're 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 away schedule: Tulsa, Cincinnati, Kansas, Oklahoma State, BYU. One of those teams may be bowl eligible. They get the yeah, rest of them at home. Even or Oklahoma neutral. State, yes, right. In Oklahoma State, yes, that's a big game. But it's like you mentioned earlier; it's November fourth. It's just kind of weird. It's not going to have as much riding on it this year. Well, and Oklahoma State's going to be down this year. That, well, and aside from the fact that they will, it's kind of like Tech playing Texas or something. Maybe not to that extent. I mean, I think I do think that there's a, there's more of a rivalry there, uh, a, a back and forth, admitting of acknowledging that the other teams exist between the Cowboys and the Sooners than there is yeah for, for sure. the Longhorns and the Red Raiders, but it'll be the last time they play each other for the foreseeable future. So that will mean something, but it is kind of weird that it's November 4th. I, I would disagree with this article and place Oklahoma schedule a little bit, a little bit um, easier for them. All right. Next up, newcomer BYU uh, almost right there in the middle. Non-conference is kind of a joke. Sam Houston, <laughs> Southern Utah, at Arkansas. So the at Arkansas could be could be a little tricky. Um, they go to Kansas to start Big 12 play. They host Cincinnati. They're in Fort Worth. Host Texas. <laughs> they get like a tour of Texas right off the bat. Um, no kidding. They go at TCU, host Texas Tech, at Texas in consecutive weeks. Following their open week, um, they get back-to-back road trips to Texas and then West Virginia. Then they host Iowa State, Oklahoma, and then they head out to Oklahoma State to finish their season. Um, that October slate is going to break them. They could beat Kansas. They should beat Cincinnati. Like they could be um, three and two or four and one going into their 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 bye week there. Yeah. Um, and then they're going to lose three straight. <laughs> they're going to get right with West Virginia, maybe. Uh, and then they're going to lose out. Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Next up, Kansas State. So conference champion, Kansas State, checking in right here in the middle. Southeast Missouri State, Troy and Missouri are their non-conference opponents. I like that game at Missouri. I think that's what's going to tip it up a little bit. It's the Southeast Missouri State that's bringing it down uh, on the flip side. So they have a Power 5 opponent and they're hosting an FCS team. Um, and they get at home. Their conference schedule includes UCF, TCU, Houston, Baylor, and Farmageddon, Iowa State. They're on the road for Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and back-to-back weeks at Texas and then at Kansas for the Sunflower State Showdown. I don't really have any other thoughts. 
Kansas State. No, I mean, it's it seems pretty even. That's I mean, it's right in the middle. It's it is number seven, seven most difficult. So that makes sense. Next up is final newcomer Houston. Um, now they 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 in in this this article they realize that the road trip to Rice is not really a true road game because <laughs> they're both in the same city, right? Um, but sure. it's not it's not your stadium, so it's like TCU and SMU. One of them's got to be home, one of them's got to be away. Um, but their their non conference schedule: Houston, uh, they host UTSA, they go to Rice, and they host Sam Houston. Their non conference schedule starts in Week Three. They host TCU. Uh, the rest of their home schedule includes West Virginia, Texas, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State. Their road games at Texas Tech. At Kansas State, at Baylor, at UCF. Um, I don't want to ignore the fact that you basically just called Dallas and Fort Worth the same town. No, I just said it was similar. That like SMU is going to make somebody mad. <laughs> and granted, I, I realize that like TCU is on the west side of Fort Worth and SMU is on the east side of Dallas. So like even then, like it's on opposite sides of these two towns that are close. But it's also like, um, I mean, Baylor to TCU or Baylor to Texas, they're, they're, they're all about the same distance apart, but those have a little bit more pronounced home field, but it's the, it's the going across the town, which may be just as long of a drive, uh, Houston writes, I don't know how close they are geographically within the city of Houston. Next up, Texas, we already, we've already told you they were fifth hardest. Uh, they host Rice. They go to Alabama. That's where it gets the most difficult. That's where their difficulty bumps up. They're going to lose that. That's going to ah, be bad. Sucks to be them. Uh, then host Wyoming. So both Texas Tech and Texas play the Cowboys from the fantastic side of Wyoming. Then they start their conference uh, schedule on the road at Baylor. Home versus Kansas and Dallas versus Oklahoma. Then they get a week off. They make the short bus trip down to Houston, host BYU, host Kansas State. Another short bus trip up to TCU. Like their travel could all be on a bus between their. I mean, once they get back from Alabama on September 9th, um, they don't leave the state until november 18th well probably takes them two hours just to get out of austin sure they play two games outside of the state of texas (laughs) one's at alabama (laughs) one's at iowa state the rest of them are either at home or at a big 12 opponent in the state of texas so home games like i said rice wyoming kansas byu kansas state texas tech their road games at Alabama, Baylor, Oklahoma, and Dallas, Houston, TCU, Iowa State. Next up, fourth most difficult, according to this website, College Football News, is your Red Raiders. They start the season, as we know, on the road at Wyoming, host Oregon, uh, and then host Tarleton State. So of those three, you get you know, a difficult road game to start the season 
then you host a top 15, top 10 program in Oregon. Um, and then your, your conference slate, you, you've traveled to West Virginia, although that has been favorable for Texas tech, especially with Neil Brown coaching, uh, you host Houston on the road at Baylor. You try to see what, uh, Joey McGuire can do in his return trip to Waco, but it hasn't gone well for you recently going to Baylor host Kansas state. You like that because of, um, just, you want to get your toughest games at home. Kansas state should be pretty good again. At BYU, BYU could be a tough team to beat. Um, home versus TCU at Kansas, home versus UCF at Texas. All right. Top three, Michael. Obviously, you know who's left. West Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas. Um, West Virginia, man. So I, I'm going to jump up to the top. They have the toughest schedule. Uh, and it this doesn't even account for just the state of their roster either or who they have as a head coach. Um, they start the season at Penn state. That's going to be tough. They host Duquesne. They host Pitt. That's going to be a lot of fun, Ooh. but they're going to, yeah. they're going to be, they're going to be coming out of non-conference play one and two. They hit the road at Texas tech, come back versus TCU. Then they hit their, their bye week they could be one in four at their bye week. They come back, come back to Texas to face Houston and the humidity host Oklahoma state travel down to Florida at UCF um, host BYU travel to Norman host Cincinnati and at Baylor. So even the teams that get at home, like Oklahoma state, BYU, Cincinnati, like they're not great for like trying to equalize, like they're a really good team. Like it would be best if we could play them at home. Some of the more uh, 50, 50 games on their schedule that they get at home, you know, Oklahoma state, BYU and Cincinnati. So I think BYU I was, does it get enough credit for having to fly to Morgantown. They have to That's fly to Pittsburgh. Seems rough. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. It <laughs> traveled, it traveled to Morgantown. Yeah. Iowa state second toughest schedule. They host Northern Iowa, Iowa, and they travel to Ohio, Iowa, Iowa, Ohio. Um, conference slate looks like this. They host Oklahoma state. They travel to Oklahoma they host, uh, TCU. They travel to Cincinnati and they get a bye week Then they go to Baylor host Kansas, go to BYU, host Texas, go to Kansas State. So just like Texas Tech, they get a, a home and away back to back. They don't they don't have a stretch where they're at home for several weeks in a row in a row, where they're on the road for several weeks in a row. Um, outside of their first two weeks where they're at home versus northern Iowa and then Iowa. From there on out it's, it's away, home, away, home, away. Then they're home for a bye week, but the next game is also away. Away, home, away, home, away. One, two, three, four, five. They have six road games, whereas Baylor only has four. And the last team, obviously, is going to be Kansas, Missouri State, Illinois, Nevada. Those are all three winnable, I think, for the Jayhawks. (laughs) Knock on wood. Uh, Host BYU, travel to Texas, host UCF. UCF's not going to know what to do, man. They're going to to go from their bounce house, crazy atmosphere to Kansas is like... Oh, that's true. (laughs) 
11 o'clock, like dead atmosphere. Nobody's going to be there. Um, Kansas is going to go at Oklahoma State before they get their bye week, October 21st. Then they host Oklahoma at Iowa State, host Texas Tech, host Kansas State at Cincinnati. Where do you agree with or disagree with this list, guys? Let us know. Is Texas Tech really the fourth hardest schedule? Uh, is is Oklahoma really as tough as this list says they are at ninth? I mean, I, I don't think so. Uh, we'll get into Texas Tech schedule a little bit more in a following episode. Um, I actually, I I still really like the, the, the Texas Tech schedule. I think I think with the home and away uh, where you're not, um, at least during conference, you're not on the road two weeks in a row. You're also not at home two weeks in a row. Um, you split Kansas State and Texas, the you know a couple of the the preseason favorites for the conference. Uh, you also get TCU at home, which is going to be an exciting game. So, I like it. Let, let's know your thoughts on the the strength schedule across the Big Twelve. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Do you want to jump over to uh, fourth down analytics, Michael? I, I am ready. I'm All ready right, to do some fourth down analytics. So we know Joey McGuire and uh, Zach Kitley were uh, blazing a trail for going forward on fourth down. They they attempted the most fourth down attempts out of anybody in the country, followed up only by Baylor. Uh, they were two, but they were dis- distant second. Um, and if you're familiar with Bill Conley's work, you know he does the S&P Plus rankings, which is advanced metrics to try to um, figure out really who are the best teams, the best performing teams. And Conley says Texas Tech broke their system, broke his system because of their fourth town analytics. And it may even change how how he, he does some of the things. Um, because it wasn't just how many times they went for it, it was their success rate. Uh, but then also this thing that he coined as fourth down profit where he balanced out if you gained a first down and then went on to score points versus if you turned the ball over and your opponent went on to score points. Um, Texas Tech was fourth in the country in that profit margin on fourth down conversions. Uh, surprisingly, West Virginia was first, uh, but they didn't they didn't attempt as many fourth down attempts as Texas Tech did. Um and I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away with the article because it is behind a, a paywall of sorts. You have to be a subscriber to ESPN Plus, which most of us should be, as Texas Tech streaming fans, right? Um, but he also balances this out with a uh, um a metric that he calls post game win expectancy, and he says this is the the plays in a given game 
uh, and based on the stats that tend to be most predictive uh, with all these stats, you could have expected to win the game X percent amount of, of X percent of the time. Right. So that's his post game win expectancy. Um, add up all of your post game win expectancies from a given year and you get what amounts to a second order win total. So with all the stats this year, you could have expected to win X games on average. Joy McGuire's first year at Texas Tech, Texas Tech's second order win total was five point eight. Not bad, as he says, against a top 15 schedule that featured five S&P plus top 20 opponents and good enough for the strength of the schedule of 32nd overall. Actual win total, though, was eight. So overperformed the second order win total by more than two games. Um, only other it was the third largest overachievement across the country. Only others were Sunbelt champion Troy and BYU. Um, yeah, Troy was a big surprise for sure. He, he goes on his, and he shares some of the post game win expectancy from games at Tech Tech won that according to the stats shouldn't have won, uh, beat Oklahoma despite a 39% post game win expectancy. Um, comfortably won games against Kansas and Ole Miss, even though the win expectancy was a lot closer. And then he says in tech in, in September against Texas, they pulled off an absolute magic deck, beating the Longhorns despite being uh, having a post-game win expectancy versus Texas of 2%. So Texas Tech was expected to win that game once 50 tries, given the same performance stats. Uh, on average, these four games produced 1.8 wins. Tech won all four of those. Uh, and, and Conley admits it may be luck, sure, uh, Tech did recover three fumbles in the win over Texas, um, two of, of, of our own that went on to pr- produce points, and then the one in overtime that killed Texas's chance to put up points. Um, says they were unsustainable amount of recovery fumble recoveries, um, but it also helped that you know he says that Texas Tech rigged these games in their favor with an extreme willingness to go for it on fourth down. Uh, he says they were you know, obviously they were six of eight against Texas, uh, went for it 52 times, converted 39, and on those 39 attempts went on to score 129 29 points. Uh, and then you know the profit margin here on the 19 failures, they allowed only 44 points. That's a profit of plus 85 points or a touchdown per game. Texas Tech was able to put up a touchdown more per game not only on how many times they went for it in fourth down, but also how, how successful they were. Um, he says it wasn't all luck. McGuire played the odds, used a fourth down as a win opportunity and won games with it. And Bill Conley says your coach could do the same. So we could be seeing, um, obviously when you, when you have a team like Texas tech be as successful as they were in fourth down. And then you, you start seeing these, these analytics and these analyses come out that says actually kind of holds up. Like you go for it. You're, you're putting your, your team in a better chance to win. Um, you may see a lot more teams uh, catch on. Teams that won't, obviously, Alabama, uh, Nick Saban uh, hates analytics, and Mike Gundy hates anything data-based or just <laughs> modern. Yeah, that's, you know, back to tech schedule, not to change the subject, but I don't know if it'd make our schedule easier or worse or not, but that's just the glaring omission from this schedule that I really miss. I did not know how much I was going to miss playing Oklahoma State. I would love, I would just would love to face 
Not, not just Mike Gundy. I, I want to play Alan Bowman. Yes, that too. Maybe he would give us like a guns down when they're up by two scores with a few minutes left and then lose. <laughs> Maybe he would do that, like double guns down or something. But that's know. also their hand signal is the guns up. So, or pistols yeah, firing, but, whatever they call it. <laughs> he could. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I also went back. Uh, there was a link talking about the, the fumble recovery rate last year. Texas Tech was sixth in the country, um, th- and they recovered sixty six point seven percent of loose balls. You know, uh, and the, what Conley was saying is, you know, a team will recover fifty percent of all fumbles, roughly, but. Last year, seven of the 131 FBS teams recovered at least 65%, which I think is pretty, um, you know, kind of an anomaly is what he's trying to make it sound like. But but yeah, it, it, there could be some luck to that. There could also just be, maybe we've got some quicker guys or some guys who are paying better attention now. But yeah. The, well, if, you're, if your defensive scheme... Has multiple yes. guys getting there, like you're you're upping your chances, but that doesn't guarantee you're going to cause a fumble or that you're not going to be there. Like if the ball could bounce away from from everybody you're standing there. So yeah, yeah, and they are so um, you know, finishing fifth in the country. That was sixty six point seven percent. That's a plus margin of five and a half over expected, which is how many fumbles a team recovered. Uh, to how many it would have recovered if it had pulled in exactly 50%. So above the 50% margin that got tech another five and a half fumbles or, you know, half a fumble per game, just about anyway, something else to kind of keep an eye on this season too. The losers stays the losers on the, the fumble recovery. Uh, Houston came in at 124th. Texas 125th, TCU 126th. I wonder how many fumbles TCU had in the national championship game. Were there that many? It just sure seemed like it. it seemed like everything that went wrong, that could have gone wrong, went wrong. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up, Michael. You are a, you're a baseball movie man now, right? I am, but before that, I want you to click on this link that I put in there that says this, the Spurs have a new player and he is tall. I want you to click on that link. Is this, is this the guy they, they're, they're going to draft first with the lottery? They pick? drafted him. He, they officially okay, okay. drafted him. Victor Webanyama. <laughs> okay. So he's obviously standing above the rest of the guys in this picture. Yeah, um, and he goes by Wimby. So the rest Wimby. of the guys in this picture that he's standing. Oh, above okay. Okay. Six, eight, <laughs> Sean Elliott, Sean Elliott, sorry. Seven, one, David Robinson, which, you know, he may not be 7-1 anymore. 6-6, Manu Ginobili. And 6-11, Tim Duncan. None of these guys are standing straight up. So, everyone's kind of slouching, including Wimby. And he is a head taller than David Robinson. It's crazy. He's listed at 7-4. I think he is 7-4. I think he is a legit 7-4 kind of forward kind of guard kind of a he's a number four maybe 
on the team. I, I'm still not quite sure how this is all going to work out, but I'm very excited about it. He's, he's, he's like, is he Dirk Nowitzki or is he Kevin Durant or is he both? He's not Kevin. Tim Duncan. He's not Hakeem Olajuwon or something like that. That's for sure. We'll, we'll just see. But yeah, it just this picture just blew my mind. So if y'all haven't seen it, you can go to his Twitter. He's the one who posted it uh, with these four guys. The night I think it was the night he got drafted or the night after they went out for a meal. And uh, I wonder a bad crew to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, I wonder too. Pro- they probably made him pay. Well, he hadn't, he hadn't gotten paid like yet, has he? No, but I, I remember that being. A, I think that's a thing amongst a lot of professional sports. I think the the rookies have to pay. It's put on the credit card, right? A bit. Yeah, I think it's kind of a hazing deal. But I would be surprised if these guys made him pay. Like maybe the players. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so you ran a poll for baseball movies. The results were surprisingly close. Yeah, between last place, 29.3, and first place, 36.6. thought there was going to be a little more disparity there besides 7%. But first place, Moneyball. So you took in the advice of our our listeners and our our fans on Twitter. You watched Moneyball. Was this the first time you've seen it? Yes, absolutely. It's the first time. I'm only putting movies in here that I have never seen. Um, okay. There might be a handful I put in there that, it, like, for instance, I don't know if I've just sat down and watched Major League. You're missing out, dude. Like, it's been on TV, so I know Funny. what happens. I have know the things. I don't recall really just sitting down, hey, I'm going to watch Major League. And even if I did, it was on cable, so I probably didn't really get the so aside from that one i think all of the ones i'm going to put on the the lists that i want to watch this summer will be something i just absolutely have not seen so no i had not seen moneyball or the natural or the rookie took in moneyball very interesting kind of made me want to read the book even though i'm not a huge uh baseball historian or statistician or anything but I will say I was a little disappointed. I was disappointed that the movie was interesting. I understood the concept. They made it exciting. But for lack of just sounding like a person to come up with something to complain about, it had no heart, man. You know, aren't baseball movies supposed to be all about, right? (laughs) It was pretty soulless. Um, like, well, no, I, I mean, Chris Evans, was, like it was, it was his redemption. It's like his, his, uh, who not Chris Evans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, well, now you made me name. forget. Cause I was like, it's not captain America. <laughs> it's Andy Dwyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's star Lord. And we're just both blanking on his name, which Chris he is. Crap. <laughs> Whatever his little his his redemptions are like he was good at one thing and it was one thing they were looking for. He made it back to the major leagues and played in a meaningful role. Pratt, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, oh I wasn't gonna think of that. And I wasn't gonna remember that. Oh. I did like I did like uh, Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, seeing seeing Washington portrayed in a, in a movie that would seem pretty realistic, even though he was just barely in it. It did make me look up some stuff about the movie. I think. 
the you know Philip Seymour Hoffman who played the coach. The coach was actually almost kind of ticked off about it, but I think he got over it because the coach I think was in on it more with Bean than the movie led you to believe they made it, you know, like it was a combative thing. That's fine. You know, that happens with those movies, but man, there's supposed to be something that makes you believe. And it's like, it was just numbers and it was just numbies. Yeah. But I, I did appreciate the approach. It was interesting. Um, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, but as far as like, a baseball movie. It's not something I would go back and watch to feel inspired. Oh, oh, it's opening day tomorrow. Let's watch Moneyball. Nah, I'd rather watch. I don't know. I mean, what's that? That documentary about Enron or something? That's about numbers. We could watch that. (laughs) I'd get about the same vibe on the way out. (laughs) All right. So the the poll results, does that reflect your your order now? You're going to go the natural, then the rookie, and then rerun the poll for next movies or? I was wondering that. Um, am I allowed to do that? Can I just... To your poll, man. That, that's what I was wondering because I, I didn't know if I should run another poll with three separate movies or if sh- if I should pull those other two that didn't win out and just replace it with one. So, so like I, the rookie, the natural, then, then like Major League? I selfishly really want to watch the natural. So I think I'm going to work this into a way that I watch that movie. We'll do that, and then, and then have the Wilford rookie, Brimley. and then have the rookie be in the next poll. That's all. Yeah, I think that's what I'll do. Uh, the the other three that I've kind of carved out that I will probably put in a poll eventually is Bull Durham, Trouble with the Curve. Maybe I, I actually I wanted your input on this. Bull Durham, Trouble with the Curve, and Battered Bastards of Baseball, which is a documentary, but it's on Netflix. I've only seen one of those. Oh, really? Which one? Mm-hmm. Bull Trouble Durham? The curve. Really? You haven't seen Bull Durham? I, I think I even have it. <laughs> I was wondering if I should, you know, I don't want to get too costnered. Um, <laughs> you got to spread those bad boys out. Because for the love of the game was was on the was on my list. Too. I mean, I have a I've you've seen and the Field list. of Dreams. Yeah, which I have seen that. So I mean, I'm I'm not going to add that to my list because I've completely seen that. Mister um, Three Thousands on there. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, fever not, pitch is but... on there. <laughs> what else was it? Oh, I you, had you some... should. What you should do is is you should you should batch them to get like whatever whatever kind of vibe of the movie. Like you should put those like Mister Three Thousand should not go up against for, for love of the game. Right, those are two very different. Like you're going for like two very different things, right? And like, like Bull Durham and Major League could go up against each other. They could because they're okay. Both like know that. Yeah, they're 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 comedy focused. Yeah, they're they're kind of. uh, I don't want to say vulgar because it makes me sound like a prude or something. But they're well, Bull Bull Durham for, for sure is a little bit more. Um. And then, of course, you've got like several major leagues to choose from. Uh, well, I mean, you want to start with the first one, but. So trouble with like... the curve would probably match better with for the love of the game. Would that be your take? More okay, so I'll get than your, the others. I'll get yeah. your help on this. I think I think I have my assignment, though. I think the next thing I need to do is watch the natural and the rookie. Because I did get pulled into 
randomly, you know, Roku has all these streaming channels that are free. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the natural was on. Uh, of course, now it's not. I'd have to I have to pay to rent it and whatever. But it was on there like three months ago. And I got pulled into and I watched like 15 or 20 minutes of it and was it was pretty enthralled with it, but I wasn't able to finish it. Had to go somewhere. And it was one of those that wasn't. Ah, there you go. I got in Blu-ray, man. I'm going to borrow it. Okay. Which is played like once in the movie. Well, it's pretty pretty <laughs> climactic. No, I, I don't know. That's I, I, probably not true at all. I don't know um, either. I obviously don't know. But. Okay. I will, I will do that. will be my next thing. And then we'll have to figure out the next batch of three. And I can't. Yeah, you're right. I can't do like major league field of dreams. And then, you know, rookie of the year or something. Th- those three can't go against each other because it's just. No those are not the same vibe like angels in the outfield <laughs> angel in the outfield rookie of the year Actually, angels in the outfield and field of dreams could go pretty damn close together no no you need because like because like, that's the, an the, alternate like, title for field of dreams was angels in the outfield those are like but like you have a, a, a children a child component yeah. to it so yeah. like sandlot so okay here yeah, so so Sandlot, Sandlot and Cobb rookie of the year <laughs> Angel in the outfield Sandlot and Cobb and the Babe I'll watch those I'll put those three in a poll It'll so be like great. like a uh sixty one could probably be in that group with uh, yeah with like bold not bold Durham like it's it's not funny but it's also like it's it's an adult only yeah. crowd. Anyways, well, I wish you luck. I still am trying Thank to debate you. whether or not I want to buy that full set of the 007 movies. Is that, <laughs> is that stupid, Michael? Like, am, am I just going to waste $85? If you I know, do that? I don't I, I've know never seen a majority of these movies. Like, are they worth watching? Are they worth owning? Like, it almost feels like I, I want to. To Prime. Do you have Prime? Because I think most of, I think a lot of them are I on think, there, right? I think you have to rent all of them. Which would be cheaper, I think, maybe, than buying this whole set. Maybe not. I may spend the same amount renting all these from Prime than if, than I, if I bought the set, but then I wouldn't own it. I cannot vouch for I have not seen every one of them. I, I can't. Okay. I've seen very few of the Roger Moores. I don't even think I've seen all the Connerys. The Brosnan ones, I think I saw when they came out, and then I kind of don't remember them. I should look at them again. I think it's like the Craig ones I really liked. Three or four. Those are the ones I've seen the most recently. But yeah, you know, maybe just start slow. <laughs> well, I can't buy a box set slowly. <laughs> no, I know that, but like, it's not like they the Craig ones actually build on one another. So what happens in the previous movies matter, but for the most part, all the other ones, eh, they don't. It's just kind of like watching CSI or something. It's just, okay. It's the same characters. Got it. He's, he's the gadget guy that helps him. He's this, he's that. That's money, penny, whatever. 
and it's it's That's whatever him. new whatever new uh bad guy of the of the day yeah 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 so it's most of those i mean I, I there's probably some overlap some purists are probably hollering but i think you could just jump in cold turkey and on some of the best ones and as far as connery goes that is hands down in my mind it's hands down dr no which was the first one mm-hmm. ah, was that the first one or was from russia with love the first one i think it was dr no I think it's Dr. No, then From Russia With Love, then Goldfinger. Um, but of those three, I would go Dr. No and Goldfinger just just to see if you're up for it. Because <laughs> those are really good. Yeah, so it's Dr. Uh, no, Roger from Russia Moore, with, I don't even know. Yeah, Dr. No, From Russia With Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, On Her Majesty's Service, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, the Man with a Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only. Yeah. You know what? For Roger Moore, I would say The Man with the Golden Gun. I, I Of all of his, that's the one I remember the most. I think I saw it the most. Uh, also, Timothy yeah. Dalton had a couple too, like The Living Daylights, I, for, I think. Yeah, so um, a view to kill. Secret Service is the other guy who only did one. I can't remember his name. Lazenby? (laughs) George Lazenby or something? Brosnan had four. Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day. And then Craig starts in 2006 with Casino Royale. I would say for Brosnan, the first two, you can forget the last two. But Craig, um, Casino Royale is maybe my favorite giant Bond Bond movie. Period. I really like it. Okay. And Quantum well, of Solace, you can skip. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe the 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 Picadors should, should let us know if one we we should we should batch the baseball movies together and and run polls that way. And if I should buy this box set and own it, all of them except for No Time to Die. I think it was put together in 2016. Um, you just have to buy that one separately. All right, that'll do it for us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punch Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.